Welcome to the Fantasy Ace Ball Podcast. This is your host, Tim Kanak. You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Ace Ball. And you can find the random work over on Friends with Fantasy Benefits. And today, it's episode 114. And we have, again, all three amigos. Ah, underlay. What's up, Raymond Atherton? At Raymond Atherton on the Twitter. What's up, what's up? You chilling? You all right? Doing good well? Sun's yeah. asleep? Sun's asleep, finally. Yeah, doing all right. Just wait, wait one, one more year. My kid does not go to bed now. I have to, like, uh, I, I, I'm thinking of ways to put things into his drinks to make him go night-night. Benadryl. <laughs> Back in the day, it was whiskey, right? All right, the third amigo, Gabe Jenner, at Catcher Streamer. What's up, Gabe? What's happening? By the way, Gabe, I tried to at you on Twitter the other day. And I, I, it would not do it. Like, literally, I don't know if Elon hates you or something, but I was trying to put at Catcher Streamer, and just, like, nothing was popping up. And I was like, <laughs> is Gabe, like, kicked off of Twitter? And then I looked it up. It. I know, I looked it up, and you're there. But it just wouldn't let me at you for some reason. Awesome. I don't know what's up, dude. You got to put a beef in with Elon. You got to tell him you're a real I boy. Need, I need more followers. Yeah, that might be that might be it. You, you got to tell me there's there are Russian many a Russian robot that have more followers than you, my friend. <laughs> I actually blocked a couple of Russian robots that were following me. Darn spies, <laughs> Yeah, ex machina, they come in for you. <laughs> News. This is sad. I have Vinny P in multiple leagues. This makes me want to cry. He's out for the season. He's getting shoulder surgery. We were just talking about this off air. Gabe, you're talking about even in our dynasty league because we only get eight keepers this year. It's a refresher year where basically we have an expansion draft. So you only get eight keepers this year. And you were talking about that you may not keep any P now. That's how bad it is yeah. for you. Yeah. It sucks, dude. He was kind of a, you know, it's just, I mean, if, if it wasn't a, uh, you know, a culling year or whatever, uh, if it wasn't a, if I got expansion? 10 guys, he'd start. Yeah, expansion. That's right. That's the one, not purge. If uh, if I had ten guys to keep, I'd probably keep him. But it, you know, with him being out for the whole season and him being on the Royals, it's kind of a hard argument. So Raymond and I have him in the Odd New Podcasters League for eighteen dollars, and because of the injury, I guarantee nobody's going to put any money on him, Raymond. And I think for twenty dollars, we should still be keeping Vinny P for next year. What do you think? Let's let's decide this on the air about six, nine months before we actually have to decide it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, man. That's tough. Like, where's your head at? Where's your head at on that right now? A twenty dollars Vinny P for twenty twenty four. That league is not in his best format either because it's just straight roto. So like, you don't get any of the benefits of how good he is at getting on base. So my first inclination would be to try and cut him and get him back for half the money but actually you know, that's I mean, a good idea maybe we should do that because we need money in this league anyway we literally just made a trade just partially i mean like it's an okay trade but we made that trade a big part of that was to clear some caps so we can add some guys because i don't think anyone's gonna pay what'd you say 18 so nine i don't think anyone's gonna pay nine dollars to hold on to him for an entire year so yeah, that would be my that would be my move. 
I think. You want you want to do it? I'm down to it. I'll do it right now if you're down. Yeah, do it. All right, let's see it. Let's fucking gamble. Let's do it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. I mean, I mean worst case <laughs> scenario is that he just gets rebid next year, and you got to think he's not going to go for – he'll go somewhere between 9 and 18 because that's what he went for this year, and next year he'll be coming off a shoulder surgery. How much? While we're doing this right now, live, how much do you want to bid on Luis Matos in this league where we have, like, no players? Five. Go for like, four or five bucks on him? Five. Five. You know, we did not get Bobby Miller because we bid $4 on him, and then he went for five. So. Yeah. Okay, we got money now. Why is nobody owning? Why is Luis Matos not owned in any sort of these dynasty leagues that we're in? Like he wasn't owned Um, in dynasty darlings. He's not. He had a really bad up and down. Like he was a top prospect, and then he struggled for like a year, and then he's just been absolutely on fire again. So he's like a colonic type. So he's coming back up. Yeah, not not quite that bad, I would say, because he didn't. He never made it. I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I think we talked a little bit about this last podcast. Like, he was he's really, like really good in 2021, and last year he was atrocious. Like in last the majors year, or in just, AAA? In the in the minors, he wasn't even in AAA last year. He was in like high A, and he was just, he was terrible in high A. And then also, he's an average guy. He's not like a he's not a guy like even though he just hits six homers in a week, that's not his norm. So he's more like a fifth, 15 homer. 280, 290 guy who can get like 10 or 15 steals. Like I told you guys last podcast that he is basically a righty Andrew Benintendi. And then Raymond was like, well, that means he's going to hit zero homers. But I mean, that's, that, we're t- I'm talking about Benintendi's career. I'm not talking about like Benintendi of this year. I mean, like his actual, like when he was coming up as a prospect. He was you know good I mean? for like three months. Having but done yes. more research on him since then, he's, I think he's more like Stephen Kwan with plus power. Like he's got his, Six percent K rate. That's insane. Yeah. But triple A, I mean, we'll see how it translates to the majors. He had a good first game, right? He had a, a ground ball that got through the infield. He had it pretty hard, but yeah, it was all right. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right. Shall we move on? We're gonna talk we're gonna talk about him in a second anyway. I guess we'll just keep talking about him. So we're about to talk about Luis Matos's uh, call up. He came up because Mitch Haniger, surprise, surprise, uh, is hurt again and he's getting forearm surgery. Probably won't come back until the end of the year. So hence the Luis Matos shocking call up after only like one week at AAA. Also, like AAA sucks now. AAA nobody cares about. Everybody's coming up straight from like AA. So AAA is basically like Four. I tweeted this other day. AAA is the new quadruple A, and AA is the new AAA. Am I right? I feel like this. I feel like this happens every three or four years where, like, you ha- end up having a lot of, like, old veterans who end up at AAA and the competition's not that great and all your talents at AA. Like, I saw I saw the Reds AAA team had uh, Vado, Nick Senzel, and Will Myers as their one, two, three hitters, not in that order. And then they mm-hmm. lost by 11 runs. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I think it – I don't know. I remember this happening before, but, yeah, it does seem to be that way. Yeah, the Reds have been – if you look at the Reds' opening day projected roster and then looked at their AAA or, like, minor league roster, they basically have just flip-flopped. <laughs> <laughs> Between, like, Steer, Ellie, McLean, Abbott, like, all, <laughs> all these guys are just flip-flopped. Uh, 
Another surprise, surprise, Lance McCullers Jr. is off for the season with flexor tendon surgery. Made zero innings pitched this year, which I had him in a couple leagues is just like a like a hold and hope. Flyer. Yeah, just kind of a flyer, but so that that flyer be gone. So McCullers is basically useless at this point, right? If you're in dynasty, are you even going to spend a last round pick on him next year? I wouldn't have done that this year, but no, I definitely won't do it next year. Gabe? Negative. Negative. Negative, Negative. Ghost Rider. All right, uh, Maverick. How about Bellinger rehabbing and playing first? What a crying shame. I just realized the Cardinals lost today. They were out like five to two at one point. They lost five to eight. (laughs) What a shame. (laughs) They have the third worst record in baseball. I told you. I'm at the point where I want them to lose now. (laughs) Give me a good give me a good draft pick and lose enough that you have to trade the bums off the team. And enough that you can fire some of these dumb dumbs who make these poor decisions in the front office. I want some change. I'm like, I'm like, this is like Barack Obama in 2012 or whatever. Change. Give me change. Uh, Is that his year? 2010, 2012? Dude, I'm 20. No, 2008. That's how long ago it was when Obama was running. Wow. It's a long time, dude. We old, man. We old. Old. Old All right. Belly. (laughs) Yeah, belly. Uh, So, dude, there's a, I think there's three prongs to this. I think that they, the Cubs, yeah, he's playing first. The Cubs' first base uh, platoon has been the worst probably in the entire major leagues uh, as far as, well, not only at first base, but probably any position ever. All three of those guys have just been sucking eggs. Hosmer's already gone. Uh, so, Belly, we need a first baseman. The Cubs need a first baseman. The Cubs don't want him to get hurt in center field, and the Cubs are probably wanting to showcase his first base abilities to teams like the Astros that don't have, you know, that need first base help. So that's my take. Yeah. Also, the Cubs have some guy named Tauchman, Tauchman, who's been just oh absolutely God. raking in center field. You never heard of him? Never. <laughs> you know, like once every two or three years, he just makes an appearance and has like a new... baller two or three weeks and then just disappears again forever. Well, he's balling right now. Yeah, he's doing it. Uh, Raymond, the love of your life, Jordan Alvarez, is out for at least four weeks. With the dreaded oblique strain, just like everything, just like every player in baseball is having an oblique strain this year. What say you? Um, I think I tweeted that if he's out for any length of time, somebody else can just have my uh, TGFBI team. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, it's not great. There's no way to replace that power off the waiver wire. You just gotta. You just got to wait. Just got to get bent. Mm-hmm. Next item on the list. The Rangers promoted Owen White. Actually, I skipped something, but that's fine. Uh, Owen White. <laughs> we talked about him last week. Uh, He's getting sent back down. Is he already? No more yeah, Owen White the, time. Well, they put the him in the up- pen, and he only made one appearance. And he's a star. The update, the update on Yahoo because I got a trade offer for him today. The update on Yahoo said that he's expected to make the next start at double A, wherever he came from. So they're mm. sending him right back down. All right. Interesting. I guess I just wanted to give him a little taste. I don't know. Um, 
I think he's still probably the next up starter, though, which is weird that he's in double A and not triple A. So I think if something happened, they would be bringing him up instead of like Jack Leiter. Jose Quintana started a rehab assignment. So some, a little bit of good news for the Mets, despite the Pete Alonso injury, which we didn't. Did we talk about that last time? I think we did, right? Pete Alonso, you have it on my list. I don't think we had a timeline. I think he had just gone, or he hadn't even gone on the IL yet. Oh, we knew he was hurt, but we didn't give it. We didn't have a timeline yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it looks like he's going to miss three to four weeks. He's already like playing in the field, fielding grounders and stuff. So I don't know. Maybe he'll be back sooner. Uh, Blue Jays put Brandon Belt on the IL, and this is like literally I added him in a league that I had Vinny P in. So Vinny P was hurt, and then I'm like, okay, let me add a first baseman. I end, I added Brandon Belt, and then he got hurt the next day. So, gotta love that. And he was just Dude, starting added, to get hot uh, too. Ryan O'Hearn has been turning some heads somehow. I don't really know how I feel yeah. about that. The the first base waiver wire sucks. I've been looking. It sucks. Like I'm like okay, do I want uh? to take a flyer on Joey Votto or, or this is like where I'm at in one of my leagues. It's like, do I want to take a flyer on Joey Votto? Do I want to pay a ridiculous, this is an odd league. Do I want to pay a ridiculous amount of money on Josh Bell? Or do I want uh, Owen Miller from the Brewers? Like Dude, that, those are my if, options. It's if terrible. Luke Rayleigh's available, he's only 34% owned in Yahoo, but Luke Rayleigh's got first base eligibility and he's kind of been like Jack Sawinski light. Yeah, he gone in most of my, my deep leagues, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Of course. Trevor Story should be returning in July. Some actual good news. Uh, he's going to do the Bryce Harper thing where he DHs for like a whole month before he gets in the field. Says he should resume field time by August. Ryan Helsley, uh, Gabe's favorite closer in baseball, hit the IL. <laughs> and then Gallegos began the closer and promptly blew a save today. So... Love that. <laughs> Rockies called up Coco Montes, who's actually like, uh, might be one of those random, like, Max Muncy type guys who comes up later and is successful. He's like a kind of a Nolan Jones type. Nolan <laughs> yeah, Jones. A, a little bit. He's, <laughs> yeah. a, he's a 26 year old Just a, to- year old just a total, egg, total egg sucker. Yes. going <laughs> to be okay, Gabe. <laughs> no. <laughs> your I'm other okay. trade, your other trade that we were, your other trade that we were talking about today is much better for you. Yeah. Tyler Soderstrom way over Nolan Jones, dude. I hope you're right. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that on the podcast, or or did I just blow your trade? Well, it's not live yet. I've got, I've already sent the offer. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Coco Montes though in AAA was raking. 12 homers, 4 steals, with 47 RBI and 56 runs already. 56 runs. He hasn't even played 60 games. That's ridiculous, that Colorado AAA team. Uh, He had 20 homers and 13 steals last year in AAA, too. Or 420 at-bats. So, you got a little dude here who might do some stuff. We'll see. Worth keeping an eye on, I think. I, I snagged him in FAI. Yeah, not bad. Uh, he played. I think he's multi-position eligible too, right? Second, short, third. Uh, yeah, second, short, third. I got him for two dollars. Nice. 
Vince Velasquez is out for the year after getting elbow, sur- elbow surgery. So that's a good one. I feel, uh, like we, I feel like this happens every year. What, Vince Velasquez has <laughs> elbow surgery? Yeah, and then he's out for the year. Like, I feel like he makes like five starts a year right in the middle after he comes back from his last surgery. Didn't the Astros trade him for Ken Giles? I have no idea. I think Sounds so. Right. Yeah, to the Phillies. All right, moves that we made this week. I'll go through mine. I don't have a lot. I have uh, TGFBI. I just added a $1 Josh Donaldson for Cutter Crawford. This was literally like I, I had like 50 things, 50 guys I was trying to add, and this is the last guy I had. And I got him for a dollar. <laughs> uh, needed a hitter. So CBS Memorial Magazine League, I added a $0 Gary Sanchez. And I dropped uh, Shaveling Lears for him because Shay's been pretty cold lately. And then I also just added Alex Fiedo to my IL because I hit, dropped him last week. And I was like, might as well just fill my IL because I dropped another IL guy named Jacob DeGrom, <clears throat> who's out for the year. I do Podcasters League. Raymond and I added a $1 Nick Prado because Vinny P fell off a cliff. And uh, we needed a first baseman. And we didn't want to field a competitive team, semi-competitive anyway. <laughs> Had to drop a $2 Chris Taylor to make that happen. And then we also traded a $28 Shane Bieber, uh, which we actually liked coming into the year. And Bieber's been fine. He's been he's been solid this year. Not amazing, but he's been fine. Yeah, we got a $3 AJ Smith-Shaver and a $3 Harold Ramirez for $28 Biebs. Okay. Yeah, which we were okay with. We also got like $8 of loan money because we needed money. In this league. So we, we got some money now to play with. Um, and then in another odd new league that I'm in, I traded a $2 Jordan Westberg, a $2 Kyle Manzardo, and a $1 Emmett Sheehan for a $57 Juan Soto, a $10 Jesus Lazardo, and a $50 loan. What do you guys think about that trade? You're buying. Yeah, I'm in... I'm in second place in this league, so cool. I'm I'm going for it this year. I have a ton is of prospects, it, too. Is it a points league? Yeah, it's exactly – basic exact settings is FAI, FAI, but it's a 12-team league. Yeah, no, I like that. If you're buying, that makes a ton of sense. A $1 Emmett Sheehan is tough to give away, though. Yeah, it is. I just don't know but when he's going to come up. And it's Juan I had Soto. De- yeah, I had Degrom in this league too. So it could be, it could I be two years before him. he comes, comes back sell. or comes I would, up. I would sell my Soto and my Lizardo for that. Oh, so you like the other side? Well, you bought. You. I'm just saying that you, yeah, you yeah. bought. Yeah, yeah. I think that's great. I think it's a good. I think it's a good trade. So here's my team in this league. Now. I think everybody wins in that league. I, I think everyone wins yeah, on that trade. Yeah. So here's my team in this league now. My catchers are Jan Gomes and Alejandro Kirk. Kirk has been crappy this year. So it's been hurting me. And I have Bo Naylor hanging out in the minors. Uh, first base, I have no first baseman because it was Vinny P. I literally have no first baseman on my entire team right now. And I'm still, I'm still winning this week without a first baseman. Uh, <laughs> my second baseman... <laughs> is Miguel Vargas, and then I've got Tommy Edmond and Andres Jimenez on the bench. I have Mookie Betts as my short. Matt McClain is my middle infielder. Jose Ramirez is my third baseman. And then my outfield is uh, Soto, J-Rod, Kyle Tucker, Jordan Walker. Uh, then I've got, 
I've got an a auction platoon. league. Yeah. What is it, like I'll, eight I'll guys? Eight, huh? eight team? Is it like an eight team league? 12 teams. 12 teams. Wow, dude. I, I've been building this team for a minute. Um, and then I have. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I, I've sucked two years in a row to build this team, basically. Okay. That's impressive, uh, dude. That's a good lineup. Yeah. Then my, la- my last outfielder is a platoon of Jock Peterson and Hunter Renfro. Basically, whenever Jock is playing against a righty, I play him. And if it's a lefty, then I just put Renfro. And then I still have in the minors, even after this trade, I've still got Bo Naylor, Mason Wynn, Curtis Mead, and Gavin Williams. So I still have those minor league guys. I got Ohapi still, Newpar, um, and I've got some really good pitching. So Newt's starting to rehab assignment, so maybe he can take that outfield spot. Yeah, well, if the, yeah, exactly. He'd be taking like Jordan Walker's spot. The good thing is, um, I've got Not all my Peterson. guys are very position flexible, except I just have no first baseman. Literally, I have no first base players now. The only guy I had besides Vinny was uh, Manzardo. Miguel played. Vargas is not Great. first base eligible. No, he's second, third outfield. Or yeah, he's second. He's third first outfield. base in Yahoo, but I guess Yahoo just gets everybody first base. Yeah. How many games yeah. owner? <laughs> I wonder. Actually, now that you brought this up, I wonder how many first games at first play, base he's played this year. It's you have, you have to remember they Yahoo. have. They've got Freddie Freeman, so when's he going to play first base? Mm-hmm. He's played three games at first. Well, Yahoo, it could have been last year he could have gotten first base eligibility at Yahoo. Yeah. I, I think Odd knew you have to play. I don't know if you need five or ten. If it's five, he might get it. But it I, might wish Matt, I wish Matt McClain would do more second base. He started one game, I, I noticed, this year. I hope he starts some more. Where's, He's where running are around. Where are all these Reds infielders playing? Matt McClain is not moving around very much. He's only played two games at second and only started one of them. Uh, th- he played twenty four games at short and two at second. But yeah, they've been moving. Said. Yeah, but they've been moving him ar- to second when Ellie plays short because what they're doing with Ellie is he's playing half the games at third and half the games at shortstop. And where's yeah, Steer so playing I, first? I think is just left. shifting between third and first. I think is he playing left now too? Or right? He's playing one of the outfield spots. But dude, if Matt I like, McLean, I like this Reds team. If Matt McLean, dude, I've been watching so many Reds games. <laughs> like I've, I've, tr- I've had them on like, I don't know, four out of the last six days. I think it's a fun it's offense, fun. dude. Yeah. But no, I just wanted to say, if Matt McLean could get second base eligibility, that would make one of my teams just absolutely stacked. Because I have too many people. I have Gunner, Ellie, and Matt McLean, and they all play short and third. That's my Dynasty Darlings team. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I have Royce Lewis. Another short stop. He doesn't Another <laughs> short stop. He's not going to be around much longer. That's fun. Gabe, you make any moves in FAI this week? Mm, yeah. I made a handful. I made a bunch of uh, little little moves. I added well, I added Jeffrey Springs, much to your chagrin today. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Who else did I add? Skip me. Go to Raymond. All right, Raymond, what'd you do in your leagues? FAI, I cut William Contreras and somebody claimed him. So I ended up with $13. And then I snagged Coco Montez, like I mentioned. I had an offer for Freddie Freeman and someone else, but I turned it down. I don't know if I want to sell Freddie. He's like absolutely insane in that format. Um, and then was it a good and, offer or a bad offer? I mean, it was fine. It was just a whole bunch of guys I'm not excited about. So, 
it was more of a quantity over quality. So it was yeah, it was it was all right. But then in TGFBI, I spent forty six dollars on Andrew Painter, dropped AJ Minter, and there wasn't a second bid, so I could have got him for a dollar. That's always good to know. And then I signed or I got a roll to Chapman for eleven and dropped Bryce Turing. And my dude, my bench on that team is just littered with hurt players. Jazz, Riley Green, Jordan Alvarez, Dustin May, Grayson Rodriguez, and Brett Beatty. Ooh. <laughs> I'm struggling. Yeah, I'm in like ninth, I think. But then, yeah, my home league, I traded a couple blockbusters, actually. I don't think we talked about this. I traded Julio for Shane McClanahan, and then I traded Josh Young and Miguel Vargas for Zach Gallen. That's a good trade for you. Which one? Um, I think Julio for McClanahan is, is just, like, so even. And I'm like, eh, I guess. I know you needed pitching, and your offense is still really good. But I think the Gallen trade is really good. Young and Vargas for Gallon. It's not a it's not a keeper league. If it's a keeper league, you're like probably not doing that. But um, in a redraft league where pitching is so important, then yeah, yeah. And then the rest of the CBS leagues I'm in, I did not do anything to be honest. I didn't even set my lineup in the CBS points league, <laughs> and, I, and I'm projected to beat Chris Towers by like 120 points. Which means I will lose by seven. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Other than that, I picked up a couple guys in the uh, Nuke NLI Nuke Invitational. Super deep guys. That third baseman from Arizona, and then I think that's it. At least that's all worth talking about. Kerry Carpenter. I signed Kerry Carpenter in that league. He's going to bat third for the Tigers for the rest of the year. You think? Third? Which is like batting eighth on any other team. <laughs> yeah, just ask Vinny P. Right? Right. But yeah, no, dude. Torque bats second these days. So, yeah, he's going to bat third. He's been batting third since he came back. I guess he led off today. Hmm. Really? Gary Carpenter did. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. Well, I guess they're just trying to chain it up, right? They've been on a bad streak, like almost as bad as the Cardinals. Yeah, dude. I, I don't know if it was yesterday, day before, but it took them like 11 or 12 days to win a game in June. Oh, <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> okay, Gabe, did you find out what else yep, you did? I got it. So I added a $2 Cade Horton, a $2 Harry Ford, and the, I cut a $33 Alec Manoa and a $1 Moises Gomez, hashtag RIP. And then I... Oh, I, man. What? Go ahead, Gabe. I cut an $8 Wes Neske, and I added a $4 Jeffrey Springs, a $2 Justin Lawrence, and a $1 Jake Bird. I also cut Jeremiah Estrada because he's been absolute trash, which really sucks for me and the Cubs. 
Yeah, dude, why did you add Justin Lawrence? I was trying to add him. Why did you steal him from me? <laughs> did you nominate him? Yeah, I nominated him. That's because hilarious. I, <laughs> because I, just I, wanted, <laughs> I just wanted him for a dollar, dude. I didn't want to pay $2 for him. Well, I've got the money, and I don't have – like, I've got – I had – so, dude, Jeremiah Estrada, that what did, who did I play? I, don't, I guess I didn't play you last week, either one of you guys. Last week, Jeremiah Estrada, like, netted me negative 50 points, and he was one of my – like, you know, five relievers. And then Nick Pavetta has been trash since he switched over to the bullpen. So he's one of my other guys. And so I just – I was desperate for release pitchers. I'm just trying to field a competitive team, a halfway competitive team, you know. I mean, obviously, my team sucks, but I want to at least have, like – I want to put somebody out there. Yeah. Um, hmm. No, I said, oh, no. Because Salvador Perez got smoked on his wrist and hmm. was in a lot of pain and got pulled from the game, so that's not that's not good. Yeah, not good Kansas City. Nope. Well, I mean, they're not going anywhere anyway. Yeah, there was talk so. about trading him, which I think would be ridiculous. But if he was putting together a decent year, they might be able to get like a bag of chips for him or something. Man, I don't think it's ridiculous because. There are a lot of Dude, teams he's... that could use a catcher. He'd I think it's ridiculous the, because it's like trading Yadier Molina, you know, like. Yeah, but oh, this is yeah, the thing. When are been... they going to be good? When are the when are the yeah. Royals going to be good, man? Like never. That's the so <laughs> never. That's that's yeah. the Verlander deal. You sit them down and say you have a package of whatever prospects that you would take from the Astros if he wants to go, and wave his no trade clause. Like that's you. You make that trade through the player. Like if yeah. you want to go to a contender. Yeah. Here. I like watching guys finish their finish their career, you know, in the same place. Yeah. Like legacy guys. Dude, Miguel Cabrera hit, Salvi. Miguel Cabrera hit a home run today. Is he oh, gonna be in the nice. All Star game again this year? Like pool. Dude, I fucking hope so. Year? That would be awesome. Sorry, I had you to score. That's fine. I already did it. Nolan Gorman wants to be in the home run derby, apparently. That'd be fun. He won the he won like the high school home run derby or whatever. Before the draft, get a lefty in there. I like when they put lefties in the home run derby. There's always too many righties. I just hope Pete Alonzo makes it back in time to be in the home run derby. Uh, Dude, yeah. I watched the home. I was watching old home run derbies earlier today, and I watched that one where Ken Griffey Jr. kept banking him off that warehouse in Baltimore. Dude, the the home run derby back in the day, like you know probably 10 years ago or and older was so was such a slow event yeah kind of makes me yeah, sad because i mean it's it's obviously more entertaining to watch these guys crank out you know all these homers in two minutes but it just it also shows like as a society like nobody wants to sit you know like we just can't sit still yeah. and watch a guy you know take his time you know we have to have like instant satisfaction which is just the you know it's just the age we're in but yeah but it, no this format's way better it's not even close though the way it is now is way more yeah better. i i agree i i agree yep and the home run derby is like and it's like an event like people who don't even watch baseball turn in for that now you know like yeah it was tune in to watch before. that yeah all right you guys ready to get in the prospects yeah. All right, number 50 prospect. I think you guys might know him. Starting pitcher Andrew Abbott for the Reds. Mm. What he's done so far in the majors has not been very pretty, but uh, the minor league track record speaks for itself. Obviously, we've seen a lot of Reds pitchers come up and struggle playing at Great American Ballpark. 
Hunter Green, even though he strikes everybody out, still gives up way too many home runs, though, uh, over there. Nick Lodolo has been getting rocked, too many home runs. So I think it would be crazy for us to think that the same thing wouldn't happen to Abbott. But now that he's in the majors, like how confident are you guys in Abbott being able to combat Great American's ballpark? I, I'm confident, dude. I mean, he hasn't – so he's, he's only made one start there. He started at Bush also. He has not allowed a home run yet. And he's not – he hasn't been horrible, especially in points. I mean, he's got 70 points through two starts. That ain't bad. Yeah, um, I think I'm kind of starting points. to sour on Reds pitchers. Like, I was all in on Lodolo, Lodolo and Ashcraft, and neither of those have worked out very well for me. But that's not Andrew Abbott's fault. Um. He's only has a 6.4% cam on his wall crate so far in the two starts. I think that'll come back. Oh, Kayser is calling card. Yeah. Yeah, it should. I mean, like, his swing strike rate is only 7%. That's ridiculous. That's so he's low. Got, he's got a 50% hard hit rate, so hopefully that comes down. <laughs> yeah. So my comp for him, I don't know if you guys have watched him, actually watched him yet, but my comp for him is a smaller, lefty, curve-heavy Kurt Schilling. What do you guys think about that? That's a good comp. I like. I don't necessarily like Kurt Schilling, but I liked him as a baseball player. <laughs> yeah. Raymond just fell off. Let's see if he can run back on here. Number 49, Brandon Fott. We saw Fott for a couple starts, and then he just, like, was not what he was in the minors. So, Raymond, coming back here, are you still in on Brandon Fott, my number 49 prospect? That's tough. Um, yeah, I would say probably. But I don't know if I was ever super in to begin with. I only kept him because you told me I should. Um, but, yeah. He's I mean, rebounded. Um. We can't expect everyone who comes up to be uh, Bobby Miller. Like, uh, I mean, his his AAA stats are are really good compared to that offensive environment. So, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, he, didn't I mean... he have didn't he have like a mechanical thing? I remember the update when he got sent down said that the Diamondbacks are going to work through. Forget the exact words, but it was like multiple issues they saw while he was up. Yeah, he did. He had a mechanics issue, and then Grayson Rodriguez had a pitch tipping issue. So, and Grayson's been pretty good since he was sent back down too. So I don't know. I think it's it's way too early to give up on him. And the strikeouts are back now that he's in AAA. So, you know, like, even though people are like, oh, he only throws 93 when he comes up, when he came up to the majors. Like, we all knew that already. Like, the reason Fott was so good is because he has a a crazy pitch mix. Like, he has four pitches that are good. The same thing with Grayson Rodriguez. Like, he has, they they both have four plus pitches. So, I think him coming to the majors, once he gets the mechanics fixed, a part of that is just going to be how... He's got to figure out his pitch mix at the major league level. You know what I mean? Like, how are you going to get guys out at the major league level? The pitch mix that you use in AAA may not work against better hitters. You're going to have to find the right pitches to throw. Yeah, and 
he'll he's get probably there. not going to get the same amount of strikeouts in the majors, so he's going to have to he's going to have to figure out how to pitch to contact. I think a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I still like him though I, for the long term. I just think you know be a little patient with him. I still got him at forty nine, so I still like him more than Abbott. What do you, Gabe? Are you taking fodder Abbott? I'm just gonna go Abbott just because I have him in one of my leagues. <laughs> he's, oh, he's, you! He's currently in the majors and not terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Fod will be back soon. Number forty-eight shortstop Colson Montgomery with the Chicago White Sox. He has been hurt like all year. I want to say he like just came back. Let he hasn't played a game right yet, now. unless he played tonight. I looked it up already. He hasn't played yet. Unless he I knew tonight. that he, I knew that he was working back. Let me see. Da, 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 da. Four weeks ago, near debut. So he still hasn't played a game yet. <laughs> unless he played tonight. Yeah, unless he played tonight. So Colson Montgomery, he's a big lefty shortstop. Like, even though a lot of people, anytime you see a lefty shortstop, say, oh, it reminds me of Corey Seager. My comp for him is more like a lefty Carlos Correa because I think he's going to be – his stat line is going to look more like Correa's than it's going to look like Seager's. I don't think he's going to be as good of a hitter as Seager, but I think he's going to be more like an on-base guy who hits like 20 to 25 homers, just like Correa does with a sprinkle of steals, maybe like one, two steals. So that's, I, I, I think even though everyone will say, oh, big shortstop, it's got to be Corey Seager. I just think like lefty Carlos Correa makes more sense. You guys know anything about Colson Montgomery? Got any input? Dude, I know very little about him. He looks exciting, yeah. but he kind of fits in that bucket of guys that are so far away and so young. Uh, I just don't, I just don't know enough about the guy yet. I feel like this is purely conjecture, but I feel like minor league injuries tend to just be absolute havoc for development. Like oh, yeah. if you miss, you miss three months, half a year, whatever it is, like that's absolute. I don't know travesty for your timeline to get to the majors and all the, yeah, I don't know, improvements he, you've made and everything. It depends on where you're at, I feel like, when you get hurt. Because he was already a 20-year-old at A, So now he's 21, and he was going to debut again at A, but he was already 20 at A, so he was already ahead of the curve. So I don't really know if that's going to slow him down. I think he's still going to be up next year at some point, especially with Tim Anderson being a free agent. Well, I think more than anything, it's been – a year and a half since he's played baseball at this point, if he hasn't played since the end of last year. Or half a year, you mean? Half yeah, a year, half yeah, year. sorry. I worded that so horribly. Yes. But yep. he, yeah, he played 96 games in 2022. Yeah. Uh, a lot of upside there, though. Number 47, starting pitcher Max Meyer with the Marlins. We saw him make one start at the major league level before he had to get TJ. Um, I just think this is a guy we'll have to – Remember, like, don't forget about him. He's going to be back next year. The Marlins are a really good organization for pitchers. And he was really good before he got hurt. He was like a top 10 prospect. <laughs> so I I, just, I would not be sleeping on Max Meyer when he comes back next year. My comp for him is a shorter John Smoltz. Um, tons of Ks here. Really good control. Like, worst-case scenario, you're going to get an elite closer, but I think you're looking more like a number two or number three starter. What do you think, Brayman? 
Um, I just can't get over your Hall of Fame comps. Um, well, you have to have pick comedy? people that people know. What, who else am I? Like, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to comp guys to nobody's that nobody, like, people are like, who Eric is that? Bedard. <laughs> yeah, dude. You got to comp it. You got to comp guys to people that people already know. So, like, oh, yeah, I remember watching John Smoltz. So, he better be the next John Smoltz. Um, I think a part of it, too, the reason I go with that a little bit is because John Smoltz was a starter to a reliever. And I think Meyer, because he's, yeah, he could be one of those guys that flip flops a little bit. Like Strider, too. I don't, I don't know. Shorter guy. I feel like the smaller guys, that happens to them. So I don't know. They're, they're both NL East guys, too, which is important to distinguish. Yeah. <laughs> when did he get Tommy John? Uh, like right after he got hurt last year. Like basically, I think it was like May of last year. Uh, okay, I found it. August 9th, 2022. Oh, so okay. yeah. I thought it was earlier than that last year. But they already said that he's not going to come back until next year anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you said it right. Like, don't forget about him. Like, make him the. If he's a free agent in a dynasty league, I would go probably make sure pick him up. Yeah. You, probably cheap prospect. You know what I mean? And the uh, Marlins get the benefit of the doubt at this point. Yeah, for sure. Number 46. This is a guy who could even make a debut this year, even though I got his ETA is 24. It's outfielder Drew Gilbert. The reason he could debut this year is because their outfield is kind of crappy. But um, this year, he's just been balling out. High A, double A. He's older because he's a college guy, so he's going to advance very quickly. Uh, my comp for him is Tommy Edmond, a lefty, only Tommy Edmond as an outfielder. But now Tommy Edmond is an outfielder, and he's playing like very good defense in center field. So basically, he's just like a lefty-only version of Tommy Edmond. A uh, lot of speed there, good power. He might, he's probably gonna have a better hit tool than Tommy Edmond, I think, though, uh, long term. So, Tommy Edmond's hit tool is like average. Gilbert has a very good hit tool, so I think he might. He, he's gonna be probably a little better as a hitter than Tommy Edmond. He's scuffling at Double A. Two oh six. 358 OBP, 626 OPS. Yeah, one home that's run all... and two steals. He killed high A though, and the thing is, he's making he's got to make adjustments. But look at the plate skills: 18% walk rate, 19.7% yeah. K rate. Like the plate skills are there. He only has a 264 BABIP. So like, little cold spell. Like it's gonna catch I do, on. I just need like. He's not coming up this year. That was my major point of contention with what you said. But I don't know. I think that the Astros outfield is so bad. If he just if he goes on a heater for a couple months here, let's just say we're in mid-August, the Astros couldn't trade for an outfielder. Like you don't think that they could call him up over Jake Meyer or Chaz McCormick? Chaz Mc, isn't Chaz McCormick? Uh, oh no, never mind. But yeah, I I mean I get what you're saying, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Probably yeah, more likely they'll just trade him. For the outfielder, maybe. For the outfielder. Could happen. Get anything, Gabe? No. Gabe's muted. Mason Miller is my number 45 prospect. We all know him. 
pitched an immaculate 21 innings at the major league level before he fell off the face of the earth. My comp for Mason Miller is somewhere between Hunter Green and Jordan Hicks, but maybe I should be comparing him to, uh, well, I was going to say Bobby Miller, but we'll see if Bobby Miller can make it more than 21 innings. Or did he already? How many innings is Bobby Miller at right now? Uh, he's got to be close. Hold on. I have him on, I have him on the team. I'll look. I feel like he goes five or six innings every start. Six, 12, 18, 23. 23? Oh, he beat Mason Miller in innings. How about that? But both of them throw 100 miles an hour. So there's the comp. Uh, Mason Miller is throwing. So he may be back in like a month or something. Uh, so be on the lookout. Like he's throwing now. What do you think about think... Mason Miller, guys? I don't know. Uh, Given the. Go ahead, Gabe. Well, I think we've kind of hashed it up a little bit on this pod before. His lack of professional innings just, you know, what does he have? Like 40 or 50 professional innings? And he's always hurt. That I mean, I've, you know, I don't want to beat a dead, dead horse, but that's my fear with the guy. Yeah, I mean, that's the obvious the obvious thing to say here. But, like, I that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, he had, what, 40 innings when he made his major league debut? 40 professional innings. And then, boom, he's got a forearm or an elbow issue or whatever it is. So, I mean, I would guess he's bound for a bullpen at some point. But I'd love to see him stick as a starter. He was His stuff was electric for those, like, 18 innings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, like, a. I think he's, like, a, just a worse version of Bobby Miller probably as far as, like, he doesn't have all the pitches that Bobby Miller has. And then – there's obviously the injury risk. So that's why my comp, I'm like, okay, he could just be end up being Jordan Hicks, right? So I don't know. I guess yeah, we'll he see definitely how doesn't throw out. hard enough to be Hunter Green. But yeah. Number 44. This is a Gabe guy. Outfielder Hessen Kierstad with the Orioles. I have his ETAs 2023. I think he's probably going to come up this year because he's already like 24 years old. I know he's slowed down a little bit, I think, since he's gotten the call up to AAA. He got two but hits Mike... tonight. Oh, yeah? yeah my, comp... my comp for him is a Jock... is Jock Peterson with a better hit tool. Dude, that seems like really depressing to me. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not Jock saying Peterson's you're wrong. I'm not good, saying dude. you're wrong. Uh, you don't dude, think Jock Peterson so is not good? sexy? No, I don't think. Jock. No, I mean, Jock... dude, he's okay. <laughs> this guy went number two in the draft. Like he was a second overall draft pick. That's not your. That, you know, that's just like a. That's just disappointing. He was also not supposed I, to go number wrong. two though. When he went number two, they did that because uh, they, they yeah they wanted Spots. to save money for the later picks, and they ended up having like a really strong deep draft that year. Oh, I'm sorry. So, he had three hits tonight, and he played first base. My question is, when you say Jock Peterson with a better hit tool, do you mean he just absolutely cannot hit lefties at all, even like .05? Or, like, he can actually hit both-handed pitching? No, I mean, I think he's going to be playing. I don't think he's going to get platooned like Peterson, at least not at the beginning. He may eventually, but I think that – 
he's just going to hit for a higher average than Jock. I think he's going to be one of these guys who can pump like 25, 30 homers every year. And he's going to get runs in RBI. He's not going to steal any bases at all. He's going to have a decent on-base rate. Like he's going to get on base. Um, and he'll probably be more like a 260-ish hitter than like Jock is like a 230 or 240 hitter. Like I think he could be like a 250-60 hitter instead of a 230-40 hitter. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, it's off of a lefty today. Nice. That's encouraging. Yeah, that is nice. Yep. You. That's one of my favorite things a, a left-handed prospect can do is hit left-handed pitching because you see it with Brett Beatty and Gunnar Henderson and pick your poison. Depends on how the team handles them, but that's a major point of contention with almost all of them. Yeah. Sometimes the teams, though, they don't let them even get the chance. Nolan Gorman? Yeah, well, now Gorman, Gorman's crushing lefties, and they're like, oh, we're stupid. We should have been playing against lefties all the time. Now he just plays every day. That's what they should have been doing the whole time. The same oh, thing. Man. They did it with Newpar, too. Just so teams just do dumb things. Colt Keith might be hurt. Oh, no. We're going to get to him, I think, in this pod. Number four – or no, we already talked about him. Never mind. Uh, look it up. Let me know what happens. Number 43, Logan T. Allen with the Guardians. This is another guy we all know at this point. He's been in the MLB for a while. I think probably now he doesn't even apply as a prospect. He's probably he's probably not even prospect eligible any, anymore. But the, as my time of writing, he was still prospect eligible. So let me see. Is he at 50 innings yet? Yep, 51 and two-thirds innings. He is no longer prospect. So we won't talk much about him. I just think he's solid, like – I don't think he's going to be a superstar or an amazing pitcher, but I think we got a good number three lefty starter here for the long term. What do you guys think? Yeah, I don't think there's a ton of. I don't think there's a ton to write home about. Middle of the road starter. His whip is really high for a three three one ERA. So he doesn't walk some... guys either. He has a three forty BABIP though. So you got to yeah. keep that in mind. Like that BABIP is a little ridiculous, but he's, he does not walk guys. He's a pretty low walk rate. He's known as a control pitcher. So I think he's going to be more like a one, two whip guy long-term. Well, that's encouraging. Yeah. I mean, I have him in my home league. I hope he keeps it up at least for this year. Yeah. My comp for him was a shorter lefty version of George Kirby with lower upside. <laughs> See, not a suit, not a Hall of Famer. Dallas Braden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rich Hill. All right. Number 42. <laughs> this is your boy game. Number 42, catcher slash first baseman, Tyler Soderstrom. Las Vegas Athletics, ETA 2023, unless they want to save him for Vegas next year. We'll see. They might. They might just be holding all their prospects for Vegas debuts. I don't know. Uh, my comp for Tyler Soderstrom is Josh Bell with a tad of left-side Adley Rutschman tossed in, and a hint of lefty Christian Walker. You like that? Slash Tyler O'Neill. Yes. That's just long-winded. I don't want to read the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he's got big-time power. Just watch him hit. This guy is a lefty bat, big-time power. Uh, hits the ball hard as hell. So, no, he's going to be a backup catcher, man. Like, he's not good enough defensively. He's going to be a first baseman, 
He's going to be basically Varsho. Like he's going to be a first baseman who maybe For a year gets five two. to ten catcher starts a year, so that he hopefully maintains eligibility. Kyle Schwarber was a catcher. Yeah, I remember. And then he was a first baseman, so that's a pretty. That was a DH. It's a pretty common career arc. Yeah. Anything else on Soderstrom, Gabe? I know you like him. I guess not. You must be muted again. Hey, I'm here. Say it again. What? Anything else on Soderstrom, buddy, that you want to talk about? No. No, I just – I mean, I'm, I'm high on him, obviously. He doesn't walk as much as I would like to see. Oh, Gaby. Elon is Elon failing you again. Letting us down. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Number 41 starting pitcher – Emmett Sheehan with the Dodgers. Uh, he might come up this year at this point with the Arias setback. And I just traded him in that league. I don't like doing that, but I think I had to make that trade in this league. Is too good to pass up. But anyway, he's dealing. He's in AAA now. My comp for Emmett Sheehan is a higher velo Chris Carpenter. So uh, big dude. Fastball rides up in the zone. Nice change up. Solid curve. Like, he looks legit. You guys like Emma Chan? Yeah, I snagged him in Dynasty, darling. Nice. I couldn't believe he was a free agent, but, yeah, I think, per usual, you're being pretty aggressive on the timeline. I'm having just been promoted, unless something else happens, they made it this far through the earliest injury without him, I would assume... They're going to play a classic Dodgers and wait till next year. But Well, they brought Stone or up the again. Or this the year the thing. after. Well, this is the thing. They brought Stone up again. If something happens to another pitcher or Stone just blows it up for a couple more outings, Sheehan's going to pass Stone in the pecking order, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, they're, I think they really had an organiz- organizational shift where – they're actually starting to value cheap prospects. So I don't mm-hmm. think they're in a hurry to get his clock started. No, it would be more like an, like a, like an emergency type situation. I think, whereas if another pitcher gets hurt or if stone just gets rocked and Arias is not ready again, then again yet, then maybe, I don't know. It's a possibility. I think, I don't think it's a far cry that it couldn't happen this year. Number 40. We talked about Jefferson Caro last time. Now we got the other Caro, Edgar Caro with the Angels. This guy is a plate-disciplined beast, another 20-year-old catcher at AA right now. My comp for him is a switch-hitting Brad Osmus or maybe Dalton Varsho. The power speed really hasn't been there yet this year, but we got to remember he's a 20-year-old catcher in AA. And his like for being a 20-year-old catcher in AA... His plate skills are ridiculous. Yeah. You guys you guys like Edgar Caro? I don't I mean, like catching honest. prospects. Yeah, I mean until they get close, right? Like you like Francisco Alvarez. <laughs> you like Ali Rutschman. <laughs> That's the thing though. You know, he could be a he could be a twenty two or three year old at double A still. They they just keep him down there so long to focus defensively. Uh, you just never know how that's, you know, they seem to prioritize defensive, you know, development, obviously. 
Yeah, and that between injuries, I mean, look at Ohapi. But, um, yeah, when it's time, it's easy to get excited about them. But also Adley Rushman is like a once-in-every-20-year player. That's not fair to anyone. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But but look at those plate skills. 15.6 wall to 19.8K as a 20-year-old. He, like, just turned 22. He's, like, a young 20-year-old in AA. Like, everyone's talking about Ethan Salas. I think Edgar Caro should get just as much talk as Ethan Salas at this point, to be honest. Like, he's already in AA. He's 20. So, I don't know. Like all the Ethan, all the Ethan Salas love. There's a couple Caro brothers or whatever out there that should probably be getting a, a split of that love going the, their way, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't realize. You, I didn't realize you have him ranked higher than Harry Harry Ford. No, Harry Ford, I have ranked higher. Nice. Uh, number thirty-nine, third baseman Curtis Mead with a raise. He has been hurt and has not been playing for like a month and a half. We just sad. He was on my top 10. If you listen to our other podcasts or weekly ones, he was one of my top 10 prospects for a really long time. So we've talked a lot about Curtis Mead. I think he's going to be a good hitter. He almost broke camp with the team. They were like trying to sign him. Didn't work out a deal. And now he's hurt in the minors. So I think once he's healthy and fixes the issues he was running into early in the season, he'll be up sometime this year. So might be August or something, but I think we'll see him this year. What do you guys think? Man, I just get, you know, raised infielder vibes from the guy. Like, you know, you just don't – I just don't trust the Rays with their, with their middle infielders because they have so many of them. Yeah, he's a classic Ray, though. This is a guy who has uh, – he hits the ball really hard and he gets on base at a really high clip. So that's like – that's just like straight classic Ray to do those things. Yeah, I'd. That's I. I mean, I feel the same way as Gabe. Like, they're playing so well that I don't know why they would call any of these guys up. They get they do. They're just magic they guys. Guys like Paredes, you know, and uh, the they're freaking uh, Yandy Diaz. This man is Yandy. Yeah, and. Your Harold Ramirez that I just traded. Yeah, Harold Ramirez, that scrub. The Cubs cut yeah. him, by the way. <laughs> dude, I yeah. really think... is that your is that your Adelise Garcia? The Cubs also cut Paredes, dude. My the Cubs have Adelise Garcia's everywhere. I just like making fun of the Cardinals. I definitely think Manzardo has hopped mead, but I don't think Manzardo is even going to be up in twenty twenty three unless something goes wrong. Yeah, we'll see. Or unless they trade, for all they, for all you know, they could trade a couple of guys. So, number thirty-eight outfielder Jonathan Classe. This is a Gabe guy now. Uh, this guy is just power and speed kills. My comp is Jonathan VR in center field, with a little bit of Astoria Ruiz mixed in. Like lightning speed, guy has some power, has the ability to take walks. Um, Probably could be like a 20, 25 homer upside power bat in the majors and could get 40, 50 steals even with that kind of speed. So he's already got 40 stolen bases this year. 
Yeah. What do you guys he's think he's about hitting, Jonathan Classe? He's hitting 223 at double A. As a, you yeah. know, which kind of stinks, but as he's he taking this lot of walks. Babbitt, yeah, he walks. He's like Ruiz in that. He's he's walk. He also strikes out a lot though. That's why he. That's I think he, that's why Jonathan VR is kind of a good comp for him, right? Like a lot of three true outcome with speed kind of deal here. Uh, even though he's only hitting 233, he has a 270 Babbitt right now in Double A, which is low for a guy with his kind of speed. Like he should be like a 350, 380 Babbitt guy right now at that level. I think you might be underselling the power a little bit. Um, I just freaking lost the tweet I was at. He's on like a 40 homer. Six he has six, yeah, he has 16, 16 homers and 40 steals right now. And like 220 at-bats or whatever. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I'm going to find this, but you can yeah. keep going. But remember, even Jonathan VR has had a few 20, like, VR has a 24 homer season, a 19 homer season. Like, VR in 2016 with the Brewers had 19 homers and 62 steals. <laughs> like, he's had seasons. And same thing, like, high K rate. Um, not the greatest hit tool. So, I don't know. Like, he's also really short, like VR too. So, that's another thing. Number 37, catcher Andy Rodriguez with the Pirates. Um, he's been getting better. He's, he's been hitting better lately ever since Harry uh, or Henry Davis came up, funny enough. He's been hitting better. I thought Andy would have been up, like, almost breaking camp or really early in the beginning of the season, but he got hurt. He struggled. Uh, walk and K-Rate are there. Hit, hit tool is not really there yet, but um, I don't know. I think Henry Davis has passed him. What do you guys think about Andy? Man, this guy kind of puts off some, if you know, with with Davis ahead of him, he kind of he could be a, a Dalton Varsho type, Dalton Varsho, yeah. Dalton Varsho light. Is he the one who plays second base too, or is that Davis? Yeah, no, he plays. I think he plays second outfield. He plays everywhere. He plays like second base outfield catcher. Davis only plays catcher. He's the one who was the first rounder. The other, you know, like a first overall year ago, whatever. Yeah, he's also remember Davis. When we get to him, that's also the guy Raymond that uh, we heard from. I don't want to say who, but. We heard that he may not be the nicest guy <laughs> from one of our from one of our guests. So, so I found this Jonathan Class A tweet I was looking for. He's on his 650 plate appearances pace this season. There's 138 runs, 39 home runs, 102 RBIs, and 102 steals. That's insane. But that's basically what Astoria Ruiz was doing last year yeah, in the minors too. Yeah. So yeah. El Paso. Yeah. Number 36, starting pitcher Bobby Miller. We all know and love him now. Uh, he's already surpassed Mason Miller in innings. Comp for Bobby Miller is Hunter Green. Bass, he's got the best fastball velo in the minors, or did, uh, before he was called up. Uh, four pitches, great stuff. Do we need to say more about Bobby Miller at this point? I think everybody knows him. I think my thing is, I think he's his stuff – how do I word this? I think he's 
for the stuff that he has, the strikeouts are going to be kind of underwhelming. Having, I think I've watched three out of his four starts. Dustin May vibes. Dustin, exactly. Dustin May vibes for like the first year. That's exactly it. But I looked up his baseball savant page for the first time today, and it backs up everything he's doing. So that's super encouraging. Yeah, I like him. Gabe? We're talking about uh, Bobby Miller. Bobby. Yeah, I think that he's a warning on on pitching prospects across the board because he just – he didn't have any helium coming into the year. You know, he's behind guys like Gavin Stone and and a lot of guys have kind of written him off. And it's just kind of a – it's just like a telltale warning sign or warning reminder uh, just to, you know – on who you who you know, it's, it's, on just valuing, you know, pitching prospects in general. It's just kind of hard to, it's hard to value pitching prospects. I mean, there's a lot of talk of bullpen for Bobby Miller. Yep. You know, before this year, and uh, it, this is, I think everybody was just kind of wrong on him. I yeah, think for me included. I think, I think the lesson here is like, yeah, these guys throw hard, but if you can't throw your secondary pitches for strikes and get swings and misses with them. Like, you're going to struggle in the majors. And that's what's been keeping him afloat is, yeah, he throws hard, but between his his three secondary pitches, he throws them like 60% of the time. Yeah. And they're all really good. Yeah, they are. I think this is the one of the things, too, is pitching prospects, if you're, like a, if you're in the top 150 or 200 pitchers, I feel like we almost just need to throw them all in a bucket instead of trying to tier them. Because you never know which one's gonna pop and which one's you never not. know. That's yeah, exactly between right. like Fott was ranked ahead of Miller and uh, G Rod, and then and then like look at and then Bobby Miller and Bryce Miller just destroy when th- all these other guys were ranked ahead of them. So sounds so like someone's breaking up in some pistachios right now. <laughs> yeah, cigar. Gabe is doing that. Gabe is doing that earlier. Eating too. thing. He's doing that Sorry. eating thing. It's a it's a cigar. I'm eating a cigar flavored puppy Joe. <laughs> You're gonna be sick. Sick like a dog, puppy. I've been eating a lot, so I'm fine. <laughs> number, I'm on the number, Alec Manoa diet. Yeah. You forgot to tell your joke. Oh, yeah. I have an update on Alec Manoa out of the complex league there for the Blue Jays. Beep, 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 uh, beep, beep. <laughs> How on the press? Buster only reported today that he's, uh, he's, down, from, he's down to five donuts a day versus ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh busted only uh number number 35 shortstop adele amador with the rockies eta is 2025 um this guy's far away but he's so good that i have to like i want to highlight him like he's he's gonna be awesome as long as the rock the rockies don't fuck him up basically <laughs> uh that's like the main thing to watch out for but this dude year. He's so good, man. And his my comp for him is Jimmy Rollins. Like, that's how good this guy is. And he's in Colorado, and it's just like, please, Rockies, do not mess him up. That's, like, the only thing I hope for. But watching what they've done already with, like, Tovar and all these other prospects and Veen, I'm just like, no, I don't no. know. I don't know, man. Like, last year, he had 292, 415, 445. And A-ball as a 19-year-old with 15 homers and 26 deals. This year so far, he's only played a third of the season. And he's hitting 307, 394, 508, and high A with eight homers and 12 steals. 
Like he's pacing for a 25, 35 season or whatever right now while hitting 300 with more walks than Ks. His walk rate is 12.1 and his K rate is 9.9. Like this is just like a dream. This is like my favorite. This is my favorite type of prospect. And it just sucks that he's on the Rockies. I just really don't want that. Like the thing is, remember, we used to love guys coming with the Rockies back in the day. We used to be like, oh, they're going to be in Colorado. It's going to be so good for them. But like they're just their front office is just so bad. They ruin everybody they touch. So I don't know. That wouldn't be front office. That would be coaching and development. Coaching, development, like everything. Yeah. Everything with the Rockies is wrong. Just ask Bryce Harper. (laughs) You got anything else on Amador? No. Sounds like a Lord of the Ring character. (laughs) Sounds like Gabe's adding an FAI right now. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't me. I didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Number 34, catcher Henry Davis with the Pirates. We were just talking about him. He's tearing it up right now. Like, this year, he's been a beast. He was not good at all last year. I mean, he's like, okay. He's not great. But uh, this year, he's a completely different player. My call for him is Salvi Perez, but smaller and with better plate skills. Uh, Where are you guys out on Henry Davis right now? Dude, he's got... I love what he's showing his on base his on base skills, especially. You think he's up soon? If you guys had to pick one, Henry Davis or Andy Rodriguez, who's coming up first? Gosh. Neither. Ooh. I, I bet they I bet they both come up next year. I bet they both make the team next year. That's my prediction. Well, what about this ended- Pirates playoff run? They're in second place right now. You don't think they're going to call back? Their catcher is Austin Hedges, dude. He had a home run today. Oh, that means he's he's safe for a week. Two weeks, yeah. Bought himself two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I think if Andy Rodriguez comes up, he's not going to be the starting catcher. You yeah, he's just going to be like a super util guy. And... Mm-hmm. He had a start at first base, I was reading. So I would say probably Andy because it's an easier path to the majors. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, probably. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Number 33, Christian Encarnacion Strand. ETA tomorrow, I hope. I think it's <laughs> My him is mini Pete Alonzo. Uh, do we have to talk about CES? Do you guys want to say anything about him? Because I think we've talked about him enough on the recent podcast. I wish I owned him anywhere. Yeah, I don't have I've any, got one. unfortunately. This is, a, this is a Scott White tweet from an hour ago. His first 28 games, he had three walks and 36 Ks. His last 15 games, he has 18 walks and 9 Ks. He's also slashing 361, 431, 733. Walks were like his weakness, too. I would just like to say that I totally called this whole Ellie De La Cruz coming up first and CES being stuck in the minors because there's nowhere for him to play. You yeah. did. I didn't see that happening. I just I don't I don't know. I guess the Vado thing didn't really bother me, but we'll see when he comes up. Um, we're gonna just go to number thirty here because my wife apparently has an emergency that I need <laughs> to go take care of. So number thirty-two, Jordan Westberg. We talked a lot about him. He's awesome. I just traded him in a league. Jordan Westberg, what do you guys think? He can't come up soon enough. I I don't really know why he's not up yet. 
I think that the I think they just might trade him. I think that's why he's not been called up yet. They're just trying to save him as trade bait, in my opinion. Really? At this point. Well, I mean, they have a lot of retread veteran infielders. Like the one that doesn't make sense to me is Kowser. I I can see how they Aaron can justify Hicks is good. <laughs> yeah, okay. He did hit he obliterated a home run. I don't know if that was today or yesterday, but um yeah, I don't know. I think the Orioles are got too good too fast. I don't think they saw themselves being good this year, and now like all these rookies are also playing really well in the minors, and now they don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, well, I saw them being this good this year. Well, maybe not this good, but I saw them being a playoff contender this year. And like I knew at the beginning of the year, I'm like, what are they going to do with all these guys? Like we talked about it on this podcast. Yeah, like, we did. Like we knew we talked about what are they going to do when all these guys come up. They're all infielders. They're going to play somewhere. But they're I don't know. They're pitching, they're pitching, the this is the thing. Their pitching sucks. Like, they could easily trade, like, flip a couple of these guys for some pitchers and try to make a run this year. But, kind of so, like the Cardinals did this past offseason. Yeah. But that's like the, the short-sighted thing for the, I don't know, the longevity, right? Like, are you going to trade a, a 20-something-year-old what you think could be a blue-chip prospect for – you'd have to get, like – Yuri Perez to trade yeah. Jordan Westberg. Yeah, well, just it just depends. Well, it, it all depends. If they're going to trade Jordan Westberg, then they they need to have someone with multi, with, uh, probably a number two, number three type starter. Maybe probably not an ace for Westberg, but maybe a number two, number three type starter with a more than a year of control, right? Like a year and a half of control. Like imagine, imagine the Guardians. Do you think the Guardians would trade Shane Bieber for Jordan Westberg? Maybe, yes. Well, they'd, probably they need another prospect too. If they trade a Be- Bieber for yeah. Westberg and some like low A prospect or something, Connor you know Norby. what I mean? Yeah. No, not Norby. They wouldn't be bold. <laughs> be like one of those guys, and then like a and then like an A ball prospect or something. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Number thirty one, Kyle Harrison with the Giants. I think he's he he might be up relatively soon. The Giants are on a run right now, and uh, while he's still effectively wild in Triple A. Uh, like he's got really good stuff, so he's been really striking wild. a lot of guys out. The whip is crazy. Like I've comped him. Like my comp is somewhere between Shane McClanahan and DL Hall. <laughs> so like, can he figure out the command? That's the main thing with Harrison. Like he just his stuff is so freaking good. Like he probably has the best stuff in the minors, um, besides Daniel Espino, who never gets to pitch because he's always hurt. But the thing is, he just needs to figure out the control. So, like, I even mentioned in here that his slider reminds me of Lodolo. Like, his fastball is a ridiculous ride. He says crazy stuff. Lefty. Uh, Giants are a great pitching development org, though. So, we'll see. It's a great pitch place to pitch, too. Yep. All right. Last guy we're going to talk about here, catcher Bo Naylor with the Guardians. We talk about him a ton, too. Hopefully, he comes up soon. I don't know what the Guardians are doing, why he's not up yet. What are you guys thinking about Naylor real quick? I was looking at him in NLI, and I don't know, man. That that Triple A stat line is just so uninspiring. Two sixty three with nine home runs, playing every single day. He's an on base guy, though. He always yeah. has a good on base percentage. You like you yeah. say he's hitting two fifty right now. He's at three ninety three OBP. Yeah, he's got forty seven walks. Yeah, That's he's okay. gonna be. That's he's gonna be good. awesome for points leagues, dude. Like he's gonna be he's gonna be awesome in a in in, in a odd new league. 
And I think he is probably the most prime example of like the Gabe, you said the Cubs first base platoon has been like the worst in baseball. That can't be true because the catchers or the the Guardians catchers exist. Oh yeah. 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 All right, guys, we gotta wrap this up. Raymond. Raymondism. Let's do it. Fun fact. Daisuke Matsuzaka has more MLB postseason RBIs than Mike Trout. Ow. <laughs> Ow. What? What? That's so bad. That's so sad. One, yeah. right? It's one? I don't know. Oh. I didn't fact check <laughs> it, but yeah. Oh. Man, that's so sad. Oh, oh yeah, Trout, Trout. Trout's never made the playoffs, right? No, he did once when he was like a rookie. I don't know how many games he played, but I think they did like one year. Yeah, it was like a wild card game. Yeah, that's so sad. Poor Mike Trout. Couldn't even win the World Baseball Classic either because Shohei, <laughs> Shohei had to destroy him. So. <laughs> All right, go rescue your wife. Have All right, night, guys. I'll see you guys. Peace. Peace. Later.